Hey, what is up, everybody? And welcome to the Get Your Bell Wrong Football Podcast. He is Kevin Reynolds. I am Bobby Wall, and we are here to talk all things football and hit you with some takes that might rattle you up a bit. On tonight's show, we are going to discuss the week 12 that was in the NFL. We are going to talk about a poor, poor uh, decision for a coach's firing uh, that just happened yesterday. We're going to talk about some possible open seats in the coaching carousel as the season comes to an end. Look at the current playoff picture in the NFL. And then as always, our starts of the week. But Kevin Reynolds, first and foremost, how you doing? Hanging in there, buddy. Thanksgiving was excellent. Ate a lot of food. And my daughter's little family birthday. Uh, other than that, wasn't too eventful of a weekend. It was cold here. I got all the leaves out of the yard. It took some time. Oh, dear, a little fire. You know how I roll. It's cold here today. It's like 27 degrees with 40-mile-an-hour winds. It's wonderful. Uh, it's a little chilly here, but it is certainly not that cold. Um, This is a, this is a fun time for me. My son is five, pushing six. A couple months, he'll be six. And it's such an awesome stage to be in. There's a lot of firsts. Like this summer, we he caught his first fish. Uh, first day of kindergarten was this year. And then this past week for Thanksgiving was his first day going hunting. He was so excited to go with uh, myself and my dad. And it was just an awesome experience walking through the woods with my dad the way I did when I was his age. Now he's doing it with us. Obviously, when you have a five-year-old in the woods, you're not going to see anything. There's far too much talking and arm waving and kicking of sticks. Um, but it was just a, a really cool experience, and uh, I love it. He seems like more of a sentimental folk than you. How is he with uh, the uh, murdering of animals? I mean, I'm all for murdering animals. Animals are terribly delicious. But how is he with that? Or is it he's young enough that you can just he understands how it works? Um. Well, we did not get anything that day. Uh, but my dad did go back um a couple of days later and and got a buck. You know, Maddox was not there for the actual shooting of of it. But uh, we brought it back. We hung it. He saw it. Not uh, didn't seem too perturbed. Oh, very good. Yeah. So we're actually going to go again. He wants to um, go the this Saturday again. So we'll be back out there in the woods. We'll see. We got. We're going to be going to our hunting camp this year. So we have a blind, and he'll have a little chair to sit in. So hopefully, we can keep him occupied a little longer. And this weekend with your dad, you went in West by God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How old does a youngster have to be to? fire a weapon in West by God? That's a good question. Um, I would guess at birth, West Virginia would allow that. Okay. Um, but no, seriously, I, I don't know. I know you have to take a hunter safety course to be able to carry your own weapon, um, but I don't. I think most sure it's 12, isn't it? But I, I assume some are probably a little lower than that. I believe you. All right. Well, let's get down to business here. The Carolina Panthers, the 1-11 and 11 Carolina Panthers, go out and they fire head coach Frank Reich and assistant coaches Deuce Staley and Josh McCown. What are your thoughts on this move, Kevin? Well, I texted you right away how David Tepper has replaced Dan Snyder as the worst owner in all of professional sports. Uh, just another guy who's really rich, more power to him, obviously a, a, a brilliant person, but knows nothing about football. and 
have fun continuing to bury your own team, your own investment. I mean, I guess he doesn't really care. He's, he'll swim in a pile of money regardless. It's fans that have to deal with it, players that don't want to go there. You you gave, you bring this guy in, give him this multi-year contract, you completely handcuff him with the worst roster in the NFL. You handpick the quarterback that he didn't want. Then when things don't go well, you blame it on him. It's, I mean, and he can. That's his prerogative. He's the owner. He can do what he wants. He can fire everybody if he wants to. But if you ever want to win, you need to do, we've talked about this before, the Steinbrenner model from the early 90s when he finally realized, you know what, I'm rich, but I don't know anything about baseball. I'm just going to start signing the checks. And boom, you have championship after championship, a team that's at least competitive every year. This guy, like Snyder, just doesn't seem to get it. So uh, have fun continuing to lose. And apparently the two, the two, uh, like Deuce Staley getting fired, that was the new head coach. An interim head coach, they gave him the power to fire his staff. What? What Deuce, is that? Deuce Staley and Josh McCown have both had head, NFL head coaching interviews. Yeah, but this well, – I don't know. Nobody you got three possible head coaches in your guy, team. You wide receiver coach, whoever it is. I don't even remember the guy's name. He fired them. This yeah, was very shocking to me. And you and I both come from pretty passionate fan bases. Obviously, Philadelphia fans are, you know, <laughs> their reputation precedes itself. But um, they're battery throwers. Carolina has very passionate fans as well. Do the they? problem is they just can't get it to be the the Panthers. I mean, you want to get a fight started in a bar around here, go talk trash about Duke or UNC or NC State, and, you know, these guys will get all fired up. I'm sure they would be that way if the Panthers were even close to relevant. But it's a pretty sad time down here talking to the Panthers fans, and they're just – they're up in arms a bit. Well, it sucks when you expect to lose every week. Home games, ter- against terrible teams, and you still are always the underdog – and then you end up losing games that are you're not they're not even competitive. Even games that are sort of close and score with them aren't really competitive. There are no point does anybody think, oh boy, the Panthers might pull this one out. Who did they even beat? I don't even remember at this point. It was earlier in the season. That's a that's a good question. I'll look it up. Um, but first, Adam Schefter estimated that there will be seven to ten new head coaches this coming NFL season. I think it's going to become I, the new norm, dude. Every year. I, I, I what think that's me lately. I think 10 is a bit heavy here. Um, we obviously we know too the Raiders and the Panthers. Who are the other five? I, I, I wrote down some teams and you tell me uh more yes or more no. Which side of the ledger are you on uh as far as getting a new head coach to them? Yeah. Washington Commanders. 100 percent new coach. No chance yeah. Rivera stays. Man, I don't say a hundred, but I'll give it eight. Ninety nine point nine eight. I like You're it. right. There are no absolutes. I like that. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. Unless they pull something out of their butts here the rest of the way, 90% chance Staley's going. They've got to quit wasting a guy who's one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. They are four and seven and last in their division behind the Rangers. I know. Who it's, already fired their head coach. Makes no sense. Staley needs to go. He's overwhelmed. His little stick was cool at first because it was different. It no longer is different. The whole league has figured him out, them out, and Herbert is just – Dude, look, look at that roster. Should that team be four and seven? 
look at that roster over the last 15 years. I have this is the most underperforming team year after year that I can maybe ever remember. They were cursed in the mid mid 2000s there. Um when they far, fired Marty Schottenheimer after a 14 and 2 season because he lost in the divisional round of the playoffs and you fire a guy who just went 14 and 2. They haven't lived up to any kind of expectations ever, ever since, and that's what you get. It's football. But when they got rid of Drew Brees, it certainly didn't help anything. I mean, it made sense a little bit. They weren't sure how his shoulder was going to be, and luckily his shoulder held out long enough because, as you've probably read, he says he can't really use his right arm anymore. He even just to throw right. it with his kids, he has to throw left-handed. So maybe the Chargers were on to something. They just jumped the gun about 10 years too early. <laughs> uh, how about Chicago? That's a tough one. I don't know, man. That I'm I'll go fifty percent. Only because again, I think the owners they understand how they understand that they have no roster. They got two picks coming up. Man, there's gonna be enough changeover. I don't know. That's that's a tough one. That that makes me move my ledger. Maybe sixty percent. I think they may get a new head coach yeah. simply because they're gonna have their pick of the litter. They have the number one overall pick in the draft. They can get any quarterback they want to. They're going to get another high uh, draft pick, and I would. And it's I'd the defense, the the Bears, the Bears defense. Uh, it's it's getting better. They got some young talent there. DJ Moore, obviously, they they you know they got he'll be there for a few more years. Um, it, it it's enticing. I know that it is. I'd stick. I'm, I'm going to go on record right now. Unless he just falls off a cliff, I would stick with Fields. Take Marvin Harrison Jr. first. Now you have him and DJ Moore. That's something we can really build with, I, unless you could unless you could really take somebody to school on a, on a trade for just a wide Fields. receiver at one overall. Did, have you watched the man play? Of course, There's and he's no doubt he is the best player in college football. That would be very interesting for them to do. I don't know if a wide receiver's ever gone number one overall. That'd be good to look into. That would be. It had to uh, how about at some point. How about old Billy Belichick and the Patriots? He's sticking on. around. Going. Oh, 99.8 or 99.98, whatever. 97.5 that he's going. Okay. And I think I like it'll it. be, uh, he'll pretend otherwise. I think it'll be a mixture of things. I think Kraft's ready to go. He's Belichick's ready to go. The fan base is ready to go. The players are certainly ready for him to go. Um, go somewhere else, see if it works out, or just retire. How about the NFC South? division leading Atlanta Falcons. Are they going to make the playoffs and then fire their head coach? I, I pray. <laughs> I, pray. I, may set up song, I may set up a, a small uh, altar to Bijan Robinson. Joe Boo? Are you going to bring Joe Boo in? And uh, see what I can do to help the fantasy gods, the NFL gods, steer the Falcons in the right direction to get rid of the worst, the worst Coach in the NFL. Wow. Bold, bold statement here. Uh, last one for me. I thought this one I kind of, I don't know, went back and forth with. How about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? They have Todd Bowles there. He's an old retread. I know you despise retreads. I do. And honestly, he's, he's not. it's not exciting. I mean, I, I like Todd Bowles. I think he's a, a good coach. I think he's a great defensive coordinator. That's it. He's a great coordinator. So what do you think of what's your what about that? I mean, because I haven't heard anyone mention Tampa Bay at all. This is just me throwing something out there. 
I don't know. That, yeah, that's some, the problem with the NFC South is they're teams that nobody even cares about, so you don't really talk about them a lot. Four and seven with the roster like that, I they should be better, especially playing that division. He's on the hot seat. He's got a chance of being going. A lot, a lot of coaches do. I'm not even sure that uh, Dayball will be back in in New York. Man, that would be that'd be something to have him. They, I mean, he was the savior after last year. He was, but fortunes change quickly in this league. There's there's no such thing anymore as any kind of loyalty to your coach. Giving your coach a few years. You and I talk about this in the off season. How many times do we say it this offseason? Well, we sure hope they give this guy an actual chance instead of firing him after one year. Whether it's a quarterback, an offense coordinator, a head coach, these owners now want to win instantly because they know it's the difference between making $3 billion that year or $6 billion. So they want to win. All right. Let me let me go through the current play. Oh, do you have any more besides uh, Dable? Nah, any that stri- really. strike your fancy? I mean, there's a lot of guys that <laughs> – if if you told me right now that between now and week one next year, half the coaches, head coach in the league would be different, it wouldn't surprise me at all. But if you also told me only five would be different, that wouldn't really surprise me either. I could I could make a case for at least 16 teams in the league to have a new head coach. I don't think it's going to be that much, but I don't either. Probably I seven you right, I believe. The case. This whole seven to ten prediction, I don't think it's off, and I think it's going to happen. It'll be more now the norm than the exception, which is a shame, man. It's yeah, it that's a shame because then your quarterback, this quarterback you draft in the first round, has to have a new system every single yep. year, so they never get a chance to really truly develop. All right, current playoff teams for the AFC: the Miami Dolphins, the Baltimore Ravens, Jacksonville Jaguars, eight and three. Jacksonville Jaguars, Kansas City Chiefs, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Cleveland Browns, and the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. Notice I did not say the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, the Bills that is still at 10th. Shocking. I mean, if you go into the preseason, if you just said, you know, after week 12, the Buffalo Bills are not in playoff contention, they're 500 right now, six and six. It's not pretty. They blew another game. They, I mean, for all intents, should have won the other day. The New York Jets only have one more loss than the Buffalo Bills. Think about that. They do. They also have two less wins. Buffalo hasn't had their their right. bye yet. But, no, I mean, they got work to do. It's an uphill battle because they could win out and still not make it. That would be unlikely at 11-6, and six, but they're not going to win out anyway. We talked last week about their right. murderer's row schedule coming up. That game last week, I, I I can't say they should have won, but they had a very high, very good chance of winning it, and you had to with that this this schedule and the way things are shaping up. When you have a winnable game, you got to win it. I don't stand very often during football games, and I was standing for most of the second half of that Eagles Bills game. Yeah, that's a uh, that was weird. intense. Um, um, I did watch most of the second half and all of the overtime. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And anybody that blames that game on Josh Allen, you're just stupid. You're just an ignorant fool who knows nothing about football and should just shut up because that was a hundred percent not his fault. I agree. NFC playoff picture the Eagles, the Detroit Lions. We mentioned the Atlanta Falcons, the San Francisco 49ers, Dallas Cowboys, Minnesota Vikings, and the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, which is interesting because, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Seattle plays Dallas. Uh, here Thursday night 
that they do. Interesting thing about those Cowboys is I look, they have not beaten a team with a winning record at all this year. We talk about them smashing teams. Well, they're smashing the teams that deserve to be smashed. Uh, not a single win against the team with the winning record. And uh, we talked a couple weeks ago about the Eagles heading into their gauntlet of games. Well, right now, uh, after um, this past week, they have Seattle, Eagles, Bills, the Dolphins, and the Lions. That's that's not an easy stretch there. No, I think I saw somewhere they had the hardest strength of schedule left in the league. Yeah. Um, at least three of them are at home, but I don't know. How much will that help? Uh, don't know. I know they haven't been by the winning record. They kill everybody else. I don't know what to say about them. They, they're they going to, I guess, show us our, their true colors over these next uh, six games. That they will. All right, let's dive into these games from the week. You good? Certainly. All right. Well, surprisingly, uh, uh, the first Thanksgiving Day game, uh, the Green Bay Packers go into Detroit and win 29-22. The Lions, you can't do that. Uh, you're looking pretty good in your division, but I mean, you can't lose a game to the Packers. Gordon loved Gordon love actually looked good. He has not looked good very often. He did great. Yeah. He looked pretty he good looked in good. this he one. Great. Yep. Um, Jaden Reed, you're, I'm, he's your boy for some yeah. reason. Every time I see Jaden Reed, I think of you, yeah. uh, talking him up, uh, and then paying it off. And then Christian Watson, finally the breakout game that we wanted to see five for 94 and a touchdown. First play from scrimmage caught like a 50-yard bomb down the middle of the field. Uh, near misses on a couple other plays. And here's my question to you. You had mentioned last week, two weeks ago, about Jaden Reed with Aaron Jones going down with an injury. He might be the running back. Why are we not doing that with Christian Watson? He's basically – Cordero Patterson, 6'2", 220. Well, Christian Watson's 6'4", 210. They're very similar statures and very similar athletic. I thought is the positions – they don't want to take him off the edge. The big guy running down the field, sprinting 100 miles. Our reach, just a slot guy. You can throw him in the backfield real quick and not have that big of a change to your offense. Taking Christian Watson off the edge way out wide is really altering things a bit. Why can't we give him sweeps, reverse? Well, I, I mean, I mean, it doesn't hurt. Get to the ball, ball in this game. He's so athletic. I don't. I don't know. Has he had a? Has he had a, a rush all year? Uh, this year, I don't know. I I know they did that it last too. year. Two rushes for negative four yards. Yeah, they did it last year, though. Uh, and he definitely did it in college. Uh, and then as for the Lions, Goff kind of let you down. Uh, David did. Montgomery wow. did not. What? I'm interrupting. But he last year had seven rushes for 80 yards and two touchdowns. Still not a lot, but it's more than two for negative four. Right. That's my question. I don't know why we're not doing that. Uh, the Lions, David Montgomery. The workhorse, 15 for 71 and a touchdown. Uh, you expected more out of Jameer Gibbs. Unfortunately, did not get you double digits. Sam Thanks. Laporta had a nice game. And Amon Ra, the most boring nine for 95 of all time. It's just so crazy. The dude's nine for 95, and it's like a, a letdown. Ho-hum. <laughs> so, so he's really become – you could make the argument outside of Tyreek, he's the most uh, at least consistent – receiver in the league he might not have that same ceiling that maybe Metcalf has on any given week you know some of those guys but his floor is so high yeah he, he's wide receiver six on the year half point PPR yeah he's and he missed a game or two didn't he he's gotten single digits in a game um I don't think ever not all all year he's been double digit points 
every single week except for week five that he did not play. Oh, so he's only missed one game, and he's still number six. And that was against yeah, the he, Panthers, so he might have let them up for 25. Yeah, what a – man. He's like awesome. he's like um it's like he who who is it? It's um Portland Sutton on steroids here. He has yeah. the same thing, that same little wiggle room, except his is six points higher. Yeah. You're right. Uh moving on. The Cowboys smashed the commanders. We said they beat up on bad teams. No one was good outside of Curtis Samuel, but I seriously doubt anybody started him on their fantasy teams. Dak Prescott dominated. C.D. Lamb dominated. Tony Pollard again. Another nice game for Pollard. Uh, and Brandon Cooks. It's like every other game. He'll give you a little something. Uh, I he did find the answer. last week, and I just couldn't. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't pull the trigger. Too much of a game. Well, you can't play him this week because this will be the uh, the odd week. Oh yeah. Right. It's every other week. You can't. Yeah. You got to wait till. You got to wait one more. My dark. My dark throws are over, my friend. Yeah. Uh, and that's it for that one, right? That was. Pointless. The only thing I would say about it is this is embarrassing. Only I guess because they have the new ownership, they don't want to do anything rash. But Ron Rivera should have been fired before he got off the field. This is embarrassing. This was the anybody that watched it, it wasn't this close. It wasn't yeah, as right. close as 45-10. It could have been 75 to 10. They just really backed off. It was men and up playing boys. It was it's just a straight up embarrassment for the commanders. They they didn't look like they're like an NFL team. Um, speaking of embarrassment, the 49ers whooped up on division rival, the Seattle Seahawks. No one had 50 yards in this game. Uh, Zach Charbonnet came the closest with 47 yards on the ground. I guess if you add his 11 receiving yards, he passed 50 for total yards. Uh, but man, it was not good. They, uh, they obviously didn't score a touchdown. And then as for the, the 49ers, Debo Samuel was awesome. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, he's he is the uh, Cortland Sutton, Amon Ross St. Brown, except he's six points higher than Amon yeah. Ross St. Brown. He is just in a league of his own. 19 carries, 114 yards, and two rushing touchdowns, plus just for a little uh, icing on top five for 25. And then uh, Brandon Ayuk, only two catches, but – one of them did find its way to the end zone. So yeah, they didn't have to throw a whole lot. Yeah, another boring one. Game. They it's... just basically ran, ran, ran. I mean, Elijah Mitchell had seven carries. Be before the Sunday games, there were quite a few blowouts. Um the Thanksgiving Day game, and then this one we're about to head to Miami taking out the Jets 34 to 13. Interject there real quick. I don't know if you've yeah. seen the latest Vegas odds to win the Super Bowl. No, I haven't. Who is number one? Well, uh, if you're saying that, I'm assuming it's not Philadelphia. That's correct. And it is the 49ers. San Francisco. Well, this week's going to be a big one. And, and the, the Chiefs. 49ers come into town. Number three right now. That's, a, that's all right. That's all right. Underdogs, man. That's what yeah, not that's how we won the first one. Except for how much money you get <laughs> if you put a bet on them. Once you're out on the field, none of that stuff matters at all. Uh, Somehow, Garrett Wilson was still able to get you – Double-digit fantasy points, even with Tim Boyle at quarterback, his 4.1 fantasy points. Uh, My gosh, this Jets yeah, game. He had a touchdown be... at the very end of the game. I know. Raheem Mostert got two scores on the ground for you. Tyreek Hill, 20 points in his sleep. And Jalen Waddle, 8 for 114. 
He's not scoring many touchdowns, but uh, I'll I'll take that with uh, how much he's been struggling as far as fantasy goes. Um, man, I know we mentioned this many many weeks ago, but I still feel bad for Jets fans. The amount of excitement they had coming into the season, only to have lose Ham Rodgers on the third play from scrimmage or whatever it was, and this is not what you saw. But I had this conversation with Two Nut. He comes over every day Thanksgiving afternoon, brings a daughter's birthday cake because his wife makes it. Then we sit down and drink and watch the first game. <clears throat> if there are another position in the world, I don't even necessarily think it has to be sports related that there's maybe only 12 to 16 competent people on earth that can actually do it. That's it. Quarterback well, is maybe the NFL course, the hardest thing to be able to do competently in the world. That said, these GMs just suck. It shouldn't be that your quarterback goes down. I understand you're you shouldn't you're not going to just replace Aaron Rodgers. I get that, but your whole season shouldn't just be over six plays into Week One. You had to have some sort of a backup plan. This is just stupid. It's not even it's not even fun to watch. This game was it was dumb. It's a it's a rarity to win a Super Bowl with a quarterback that isn't great. Brad Johnson did it. Brent Dilfer with your Baltimore Ravens yeah. did it. But that was because the GM built the team that way. And I'm not asking you to have put Tim Boyle in and win a Super Bowl, but could you, with the team he's on, could you at least try to make the playoffs? Yeah, that's you know, like that's... at least at least coach your squad or get a quarterback that can run your system and make the games. Just make them, yes, playable. Make it so you at least have an outside chance of winning. That's the thing. Dilfer and Johnson, they weren't bad quarterbacks. They just weren't all pros. They got yeah. were guys, the, you know, I hate that term, but the whole game manager. Well, they managed it well. That's all the Jets need. When you got yeah. Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, and then what it was looking like one of the top three defenses in the league, you just need somebody competent. They, this guy is – these guys are just trash. Just don't screw it up. That's all you got to do. But, but they do it week after week. And it's not necessarily just turnovers. It's because it's always first and 10, second and 10, second and 15, third and 12. Then they run a draw. Then they punt. It's just – it's not – it doesn't even look like football. It looks like they're going out there expecting to lose. And I can understand that their defense is about ready to start murdering people in the locker room. I'd be getting yeah. – I get tired of it too. And I wouldn't blame it on the players. They can't help it. They suck. Blame it on the coaches for not bringing in anybody that could play, like Joe Flacco. He's not great, but he can at least go out there and give you a shot at winning. It might you might only win by three, but it's better than losing by twenty-eight. I'm with you, man. You're preaching the so choir here. Weird. You're right. It's a. It's got to be a curse at this point. The playoff bound Indianapolis Colts beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers twenty-seven twenty. Um. Baker Mayfield, who we talked a couple weeks ago, had been playing well, did not look so good in this one. Only 14 fantasy points. Rashad White was fine with 12, and Mike Evans did Mike Evans things. Two touchdowns for him. Nice game. Rashad White was also close to a monster game. I don't know how much of this game you watched, but I started Rashad White in the once and done. And Mike Evans catches the ball and gets tackled on the one-yard line. And I'm like, all right, here we go. Rashad White. Nope. Did not give it to him. Next play. Nope. Did not give it to him from the one. I'm like, all right, well, that happens. What do you know? They end up on the one yard line again. All right, buddy, let's do it. 
did not give it to Rashad White, did not give it to Rashad White. So twice on the one-yard line and did not give my man the rock. Uh, and then for the Colts, Jonathan Taylor, I hope you enjoyed his 21 points because he broke his thumb, and even though he played through it, he's going to be out for a couple weeks. So that was a fun little thing we did there. And Michael Pittman uh, secretly having a very, very nice season, regardless if it's Anthony Richardson or Gardner Minshew or whoever's throwing in the ball. The, something I took from this game was Josh Downs. We had talked about, I forget who it was last week, somebody that had a billion targets. I was in Joku, 15 targets for like six yeah. points. Josh Downs, 13 targets, 6.8 points. How does that happen? Only five catches. Five catches, eight, eight incompletions. The stash just, just not that good. Oh, but he's fun. He's fun to watch. He is. I, I, I love. He's fire. Guess what? What could he do on the Jets? There's your guy, dude. They could have. That's all you they need. Could have traded for Josh Dobbs. Now he sucked this week, but he, generally speaking, this year he's had a good year. Anything be better than the trash they're putting out on a weekly basis? Yeah, but think about who Josh Dobbs is playing with. Also, mm-hmm. Alexander Madison, oh, Jordan Addison. Yeah, he's pretty good for a rookie. What if he had Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, there, there's talent up there. It's uh, just need somebody that can make an occasional play and not screw it up. But right. like Salah, he's another one. His ass should be fired just for how much he botched this. Because he could have made pulled Zach Wilson in week three. But no, he waits till week 11 to finally pull him. Yeah, he's ugh. um Pittsburgh, they did the unthinkable. They spent like 55 games without totaling 400 total yards. Something ridiculous. They finally got it. Good for them. Uh, Najee Harris and Pat Fryermuth were the only uh, fantasy assets worth having. Welcome back, Fryermuth. Nine catches, 120. And what was his second week back from injury? Good for him. And then uh, Jamar Chase got 10 points for the Bengals. Uh, that's it. But two, most of his points came on tip balls like tipped in the middle of the field and just happened to fall into his arms. This was an ugly game. We discussed this last week, and now here we are digging deeper. Can you trust Jamar Chase in, in the once-and-done playoffs? Okay, I currently a, have him in there because I, I just – Right. So do I. But I think I have like, to play him how, before – I don't know what to do. It's a conundrum. No idea what to do. It's a conundrum. Maybe I don't play him. That I have him in later because if things don't improve, I might have to take him out for a dart throw. Throw Josh right. Downs in. I I don't feel good about it, but I need more than a lucky couple catches or a lucky BS touchdown with 27 seconds left in the game. This Browning fellow is another one. How are you in the league? You're awful. Let, let's say the next. I got the next game up here: the Titans and the Panthers. Let's say that um, Adam Thielen goes down. And Jonathan Mingo steps up two weeks in a row. I think I play Mingo over Chase. Depending on the matchup, you'd have to think about it. Points right. points. I don't care the name attached to it. But right, right. now, the name attached to, to the Bengals player has a horrible name attached to the guy throwing to him. And it makes it difficult to get points. Oh. Um. All right. The Titans beat the Panthers in what was – it was these games were either blowouts or just absolute snooze fests, which the blowouts obviously, besides all the scoring for one team, is exciting. But other than that, it's not like it's a really good game. Uh, but Chuba Hubbard 
did well simply because he was the one to find the end zone and got a lot of passing work, five for 47 through the air. Miles Sanders is an absolute afterthought. Uh, even though he had 15 carries, he didn't even get 30 yards. So I remember at the beginning of the season so mad at myself for not giving him a long-term contract last year. Thank Jesus yeah. I didn't because he yeah. is awful. That's, I didn't see it coming either, my friend. And then for the Titans, you could probably add up all of the fantasy points from all of the offensive players, and you might not get to Derrick Henry's 20 points. Uh, and so I'm um, Chuba Hubbard and Derrick Henry, and that's it for this whole game, including the quarterbacks. The kickers didn't even do well. Yeah, ugly game. Ugly yep. game. Bryce Young, um, we, we got to give him a team around him, but early early portion of his, of his career is not looking strong. It is not. And since we're talking about ugly games, let's just go ahead and get this Giants-Patriots game out of the way. Somehow the Giants won again. Is this like two wins in a row for the Giants? 10-7. to I seven. So, um, Yeah, yeah Jalen Hyatt had five for 109. Um, Double-digit points for him in fantasy, but that's it except for Ramondre Stevenson on the other side of the ball. My favorite part about this game is that the Patriots had not one, but two quarterbacks. Get negative fantasy points. How does that even happen? This is what I'm That's saying. It. Like, it, quarterback in the NFL has always been a difficult thing, oh. but how has it gone to the point that, like, there's entire teams that can't come up with anybody that can do anything? At the end of his rookie year, we were thinking Mac Jones might be the best quarterback in his class. And that was with Trevor Lawrence, right? Yeah. And you were like, I don't know. Is it? Maybe Mac Jones is maybe he's good. Maybe he's Plus the guy. For a year. I he's think guy, I think he I knew, but I really think he could resurrect his career if he got put on a real team. Really? I really do. I don't think he's awful because he showed some some good play that first year, year and a half. Uh, but this whole New England thing is trash without Brady. This whole Belichick way of doing things from the fifties, it's just over. It's going. The aura's going. Nobody wants to go there now. Just he needs to go. Jones needs a fresh start. And Demario Douglas, thank you for getting hurt in the third quarter because I hate points. Is he playing this week? I don't know. Don't know. I haven't heard any updates on the guy yet. I, I already need, I played need... him in the once and done, so I don't care if he plays again for the rest of his life. Okay. That's that's fair, I guess. Uh the Atlanta Falcons beat the New Orleans Saints 24 to 15 to take uh possession of that NFC South lead. I don't I don't know what the Saints I don't know who the Saints are. I don't know what they're doing. I know who they are. A decent team with another trash quarterback who once they're down in the red zone about to score, but their wonderful quarterback, my starter, my league of record, Derek Carth, throws a 90-some yard pick six. I would have won. I would have went two and zero. This week and be tied for my division lead. If that, even if that play just didn't happen, because it got me negative five points. It's unreal, my luck. You want to know my luck, buddy? Today, just oh, don't for fun, you start. You do you know who you're talking to? Today, I I just started laying out uh my kickers for for or my lineup for this week. First guy I put in, what's his name? Blake Group. Yeah. I'm I'm telling you, Rufy, 50, it wasn't more than 15 minutes after I added him to my lineup that I read the headline that Mason Crosby <laughs> brought to New Orleans Saints to try out the kick. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. The second I highlight this guy's name, he hurts his groin, and now I've got to pick a new kicker. I mean, you and I, I'm telling you, dude, these, 
these owners, GMs, head coaches would probably have us rubbed out if they if they really <laughs> know what's going on. You're probably right. But he still threw for 300 yards, which is so crazy to me. Um, but Alvin Kamara and Chris Olave had seven catches for 114. I'm pretty sure all in the first half because he ended yeah, up uh, after early Robinson. third quarter. Yeah, what a uh, what a start. And then let's uh let's unlock Bijan Robinson here. Finally, 120, what, three total yards and two touchdowns for him. He's the man. Let's keep doing uh, that. What two handsome fellows have been saying to do this all season long, along with about 30 million other people who watch the NFL. Yet the idiot who runs the team thinks it's best to give him seven touches a game because he'd rather. Uh, finally, we got a more exciting game: the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Houston Texans. Jags knocked them down twenty-four to twenty-one. Um, see that field goal at the end. Yeah, uh, banged off the yeah. yeah so the the Texans had a chance to tie it uh, at time as time expired, right? Yeah, and they uh man, they like brought in their 50, backup 50 kicker yarder right off the off the back off backup kicker. Yep, fifty-eight you know, like three inches. It would have probably hit and went in, bounced in. Yeah, insane. Um, but Trevor, both quarterbacks were were good, especially C.J. Stroud. Once again, 30 fantasy points, another 300-yard passing day, two touchdowns, plus a rushing touchdown for him. ETN let you down. I told you. I don't know. We'll see how the rest of the season goes for ETN. Calvin Ridley, um, another really nice game for him, 589 and a score. And then Joe Collins was great. Dell was great. Um, and Devin Singletary got you double digits, but man. Eh. Um, with Damian Pierce back, I'm not sure you can trust either one of those guys. But what about Tank Dell, man? Rookie coming in, he's tiny, and I just watch him go up and catch all get these un, or these contested catches. I'm very impressed with him. Yeah, he can play. Uh, they were talking about him on Sirius the other day how these small receivers at first usually can do well, but eventually his teams sort of learn what they are, what they do. That a lot of the times the smaller guys get shut down a little bit and or get hurt because they just pop them hard where the longevity of these rookies usually are the bigger ones, but we'll see the guy can play. I noticed somebody, I don't remember who it was somebody like high up, I think in the once and done this week played uh, Noah Brown, which I found odd seeing as how he was injured and didn't play. Yeah, I didn't think he was active. Oh, it was Ron <clears throat> Toothman who had a huge week, 128.7 and he played an inactive player. Um, Broncos still rolling five or six game win streak for them. Very impressive. Um, Cleveland with their, with their quarterback situation. If you don't have a, you know, if you're not going against a really easy defense, uh, I, it's tough for me to play any of those guys. Uh, and then it was Samaje P Ryan. If for some reason you decided to play him because he happened to be the guy who scored a touchdown, Uh, but even Russell Wilson did, didn't really do much for you. He, Rushed for a score, but still the stat line wasn't there from only only 16 fantasy points. No, the Browns um, are still a tough defense. They just can't score. Yeah, well, right. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like for If you want to start one of their offensive players, it's got to be a pretty cake defense that they're right. going up against. Uh, and the, was it the Broncos second in the division? They're six and five. I mean, they are right there in playoff contention. And hell freezeth over. Cortland Sutton didn't score. Well, you're right. You're right, poor guy. How did that happen? Well, we talked about the lowest total of the year behind the Jets game. Yeah. Well, 
That's all right. He he's he's okay for a down game. He'll he'll bounce back. He'll score again this coming week. Most likely. Rams come in a game that we thought was going to be a shootout. Unfortunately, only the Rams knew that. Apparently, because they're the only ones to score a bunch of points. Thirty-seven to fourteen. Matthew Stafford finally a good game for passing touchdowns. Kyron Williams, welcome back, buddy. From injury, I did not start him in a league I have him in. I figured he's been out, ankle. Plus, I'm stacked. That team is absolutely loaded. Uh, but good grief, 16 for 143, and then six for 61 through the air and two receiving touchdowns. Ooh. Uh, Tyler Higgy, we got the other two. So if you started Cooper Cup or Puka Nakua, especially if you have both of them on the same team, I do in one of my leagues. Not good for you. Tyler Murray, though. Let's do it. And finally, Hollywood Brown did a little something. Yeah. 688. We uh, wanted more, but I guess we'll have to settle for that. He had 12 targets. Uh, You and I talked during this game right after it. They, man, the Cardinals went down the field in that first drive, hot knife through warm butter, scored. I'm expecting like 35 points out of Kyler. Then Penn, I said 19.7. I'm, I I can handle that as in my throwaway week in the once and done, but. Uh, we both played him, and I guess we've been better off playing Matthew Stafford. Uh, yes, I will never play Matthew Stafford. Me either. Chiefs roll to an easy win against the Raiders, uh, although the Raiders kept it close again. This two weeks in a row, they were pretty close for for a good chunk of the game. They uh, you know, they only lost by seven to Miami last week, I think it was. Um, they kept it closer than I thought they were going to here until you know Kansas City decided to to. Extend the lead there, but Patrick Mahomes was fine. He hasn't really been his normal self this year. Isaiah Pacheco was a beast with two rushing touchdowns. And Rasheed Rice, this is the game we were looking for a couple weeks ago. Last Eight week. I played was it last week? week? It was last week, wasn't yeah. it? Did you play him last um, week too? Yeah, missed it by a week. Like six points or something. Missed it by a week. Uh, and then for the Raiders, Jacoby Myers, who I kind of thought was left for dead with Aiden O'Connell. Um Manning the helm there in Las Vegas. He was good for you, 17 fantasy points because he scored. And then um, Josh Jacobs, workhorse, 20 carries on the ground plus four catches. So um, even though he didn't find the end zone, he, uh, oh no, he did rush for a touchdown. He did. Yeah, he scored. Yeah. So you're good to go there with uh, Jacobs. I got him in the once and done. I don't know if he's going to be a playoff guy for me or if I'm going to sneak him in a week before. I currently have him in the playoffs. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. The whew, the most exciting game for me this week, man. My Eagles took took down the Buffalo Bills 37-34. Honestly, this is one of the better games of, of the whole season, I think. Uh, as far as back and forth and meaningful snap after snap after snap. Jalen Hurts scored 36 fantasy points, only to be outdone by Josh Allen's 39. Uh, this was this was a battle, man. James Cook got 13 points on the ground. Should have been way, way more. Gabe Davis got 19 and a half fantasy points. Stephon Diggs was 16. You knew that the receivers and Josh Allen were going to play well, but man, James Cook, he had a touchdown down the sideline on a wheel route. Just went right through his hands. Did you see that play? I did. Oh man, that was whew. I I didn't cheer, I didn't clap, I just kind of kind of wiped the sweat off the brow on that one, man. Because that could have been big time. Uh and then for Philly is you know, scoring 37 points, it was really all Jalen Hurts. Three passes through the air, two rushing touchdowns, 
uh, for him, uh, including the game winner. Devonta Smith had a nice game, but uh, um, oh my gosh, how do you say his name? Zacchaeus Olamide Zacchaeus, right? Yeah, Zacchaeus. He, ha- I know Zacchaeus, but the first name trips me up. But he had a really nice catch uh, in the end zone for his score, but. It's not like you played him. And A.J. Brown, even though he scored, only got to 12 points because he was only 5 for 37. They had a nice game plan for A.J. Brown, they but did. Devonta Smith stepped up and Jalen Hurts, man. You know, Here's what I've noticed. Neither one of these teams has a defense. So, you, again, yeah. you have to wonder if the Bills even make the playoffs. The Eagles obviously are going to make it. It will be 90%. It's that pass rush. But, man, they've got to find a way to play some defense because sooner or later, giving up 30-some points a game is not going to work out. Billy just has to get to the quarterback. Uh, and you you asked me, you've asked me a couple of times um about the Eagles offense, how they were blowing teams out last year and they're not doing it this year. And I think it's hurts. And I think he's he's not playing the way he did last year. He's only being himself like the Jalen Hurts we remember whenever he has to. Yes, so like the games when they're down three points. Yes. Yes. And have you seen his stats when he's trailing in the fourth quarter overtime? I have not. He's first in the NFL in almost every statistic for quarterback, quarterback rating, everything. But, you know, last year in week seven, they're up by two. <clears throat> it's third and six. He's going to, he would run and fight for those yards. He's not doing that this year unless he has to. So it's still there. Just, man, they're making it more interesting than it needs to be. They are. And I said, it's sooner or later that you run into the wrong team the wrong week and it doesn't, it no. doesn't stand out this way where you, Blast a sixty-yard field goal with time, you know, going out and you know, it is what it is. And, and a few, I, I don't care about either of these teams. A few again, both sides questionable calls by the refs. I sometimes yeah, yeah. again, the refs in the league just they suck so bad. Um, they, but again, they're a bunch of old men. Whatever. Uh, um, so, I mean, I was going to say something about Buffalo or maybe the Eagles. I don't know who I was going to say something about. It's over now, but the thought has escaped me. Well, let's go to your Ravens beating the Chargers 20-10. to 10. And this was also a pretty boring game. Uh, and, of course, I benched Zay Flowers this week with, in one of my season, – the season-long league I have him in, which, was, which made a lot of sense uh, considering he had 20 fantasy I points. I was so pissed off of him for not, take, for not sliding. I hate brass little punks. Well, he's a rookie. He, he, he wants his, it's a wants team his game, life. not a me game. You're right. Very frustrating. Right. It could have easily backfired. Not necessarily that they lose the game, but that the defense has to go back out. You never know somebody pops an Achilles or an ACL because they seem to be popping like freaking hotcakes anymore and across the league. Just a very, very selfish play to run that run that in. Yeah. Uh, Gerald Everett, a big-time uh, letdown year for him. Not that he was going to you know, expect him to be a great tight end or anything, but he thought he'd do more than what he's doing. He did have a nice game, 12 fancy points there. And Keenan Allen, man, 16 targets, 14 just, catches, 106. You can't stop him. I well, I don't know what you do. Do you still have him you left? Do. I do. So do I. Yeah, he's going to have to be playoffs for me. I wasn't going to, but. Oh, yeah, I've got to playoffs. I got to make it to the playoffs first. Well, we both uh, do. And, that's correct. But theoretically, we're speaking that we make the playoffs. We both saved him. Uh, and then, arguably, the worst game of the week. We got about five or six games that you could say were the worst game of the week. It uh, probably the Giants Patriots would be the worst one, but 
the Monday night game, Chicago beating Minnesota. It's entertaining to watch, though, because you never had any clue what the hell was going to happen next. <laughs> it was a, such a bizarre game with the, the turnovers and then some long plays and just random players doing well. It was weird. DJ Moore, 11 for 114, and that's it for Chicago. The only takeaway I would get from this is how much work Roshan Johnson got over Khalil Herbert. That uh, is interesting there. And then for the Vikings, man, TJ Hawkinson got a touchdown late, and that's that's it. Josh Dobbs, four points for him. Uh, and then you and I talked earlier about how I started Jordan Addison in the once and done, which was the right call, uh, if, except it wasn't. Yeah, it's a great call. If I don't miss out on probably twenty fantasy points, yeah, fifty yard replays barely so. hit the turf that maybe didn't. Another that did you go back and watch the play on the yeah, side? I don't of I don't. I, I don't want to talk about it. I'm telling you, but did you at least get watching? Yeah, yeah. Look at he's Nobody, like he's played football. Yeah, like just out there playing pitch and catch with his dad or something. But both toes, big toe on both foot, hit the sideline. Otherwise, it was a do backflips into the end zone from the 15 yard line. And one of Dobbs's interceptions was because of an Addison drop. Yes. So if he came down with that, there's some more fantasy points for you. Yeah, uh, yeah. You picked a good week to play him. He just sort of. Lack of a better term, just sort of shit to bed. Well, and I had the opportunities my, and just didn't. And there's my okay, Kevin. I'll take your bad luck and I'll raise you Jordan Addison looking yeah. like he's never played football before. It wasn't pretty, but but I still got my uh, Quentin Johnston and my Tyler oh, Boyd. Yeah. So I can only feel so yeah. bad for you. Good. All right, man. You ready to go to the starts of the week? Sure. All right. Quarterback. I'm going first this week. Are we How about my guy? Person? I don't know. Are you picking Russell Wilson? No, I'm not. I'm picking Tua. Uh, well, I was listen. When I tried to pick Tua last week or two weeks ago, you told me I can't because everyone's starting Tua anyway. Uh, but for Russ, Houston just gave up 364 yards to Trevor Lawrence. That. I think it was deeper than just picking Tua. It was Whatever. deeper. <laughs> They're also Houston is also the sixth worst defense against fantasy football quarterbacks over the last four weeks, and the Houston offense should be able to move the ball. And keep this game interesting. So I think Russ is going to have to work uh, to get his team a win this week. Yeah, Denver's on the road, correct? Uh, that's correct. Yep. I picked so, two. I, typically, I wouldn't pick two because you're right. He is somebody that pretty much if he's on your team, you're starting him unless you're in one of those fancy eight or ten team leagues that it's never ending all pros on every team. Uh, but his last three games, 12, 17, and four points, he's not exactly been lighting it up. So if you're looking for a team to help you out, how about the Commanders? They are yes. awful. They just gave up 45 to Dallas, and it should have been 75. So if you're looking for a comeback game, this is the one to do it. This is a little sketchy, though, my friend, because if you put two out there and this trend continues, he could sink your year. I mean, we're we're closing in those fancy playoffs where you we're need good. these. Uh, I'm feeling these good, buddy. I'm feeling good. Okay. Don't you worry about me. Running back for me, I'm pointing to Kevin Reynolds, and I'm just saying uh, Pittsburgh running backs. But I would probably pick – find out who is named the starter and then play the other guy. Because yeah. this was this was the first week that, that Jalen Warren was the starter and Najee was the guy. Just didn't get uh, as many carries. Once he lost that fumble, he, he didn't play as much as he usually does. Yeah, so, uh, again, apparently the backup's the guy to start there. Plus, Arizona has been terrible against fantasy running backs all season long 
I picked Mr. Pollard because he's playing uh, Seahawks, the absolute worst rushing defense in the league. Yes, going through three games in a row. And if you really had to pick somebody else, I picked B. John because the Jets, as great as their pass defense is, their rush defense is not. They've given up the fourth most points to running backs in the last four weeks. So why not uh, roll with the hot hand down there? Of course, more on Arthur Smith will probably give him five touches this week. I'm pretty sure that if Tony Pollard, this will be his third game of the of in a row if he does well. I'm pretty sure he'll be on fire. I think them's the rules, right? You ever play NBA Jam back in the day? I did play. I mean, I played a lot of it. Third one in a row, man. He's on yeah. fire. All right, wide receiver for me. I mentioned this guy earlier, Michael Pittman Jr. This guy has six straight games with double-digit fantasy points, and uh, the Tennessee Titans have been a little bit better against wide receivers over the last few weeks, uh, but they are still a team to target, and he's quietly having a really nice year. I know he I is. said that earlier, but I, you just really you never hear his name, but he's just consistently doing good stuff. He's been great since the week I played him. But <laughs> I picked uh, Mr. Chris Olave going if he plays. I guess clear concussion-wise, they're going up against Detroit who's given up by far the most fantasy points to wide receivers the last four weeks. So let's go with Alave. It'd be even better if Derek Carr sits, but I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, for sure. Bring in Jameis. Absolutely. Uh, this is Dang. This feels like my fourth or fifth time picking Dalton Schultz as my tight end start of the week, uh, but he, he threw up a big time dud last week. Two, two targets. Yeah. Two targets. But, Denver gives up the second most points to tight ends uh, over the last four weeks. And Patrick Sertan is, if I had to guess, I'd say they're going to stick him on Nico Collins. Maybe he'll stay on his side of the field. Um, he's not going to shadow Tank Dell. That's not his game as little speedy receivers. Uh, but with that, if he does decide to shadow Nico, then CJ Stroud's going to need to look Schultz's I'm way I'm worried about Schultz, though. Last three weeks, six, three, and two targets. And the three was before Brevin Jordan even came back. I was thinking about Schultz being my replacement for Mark Andrews in the playoffs, but now I've got to wonder, is he going to have one catch for seven yards? It's hard oh, to put up stats if they don't even throw to you. Playing this week. Very, very Denver, disappointing. Man. I did not pick him. I picked Laporta. He's been very roller coastery, but the Saints give up the most points to uh, tight ends the last four weeks. So why not go with Mr. Laporta? Uh, and for my defense, Atlanta is playing Tim Boyle, so – Let's go, Falcons. For my defense, Atlanta's playing Mr. Tim Boya, so That's, go Falcons defense. It's simple. No no more words need be said. It, it was the, as soon as I saw it, boom, that's, that's my guy. Matter of fact, I started putting through my defenses for the uh, for the playoffs, and I just You're like – playing the Jets. I'm just looking at the Jets' schedule. Yep. Jets and Giants. That's it. Hey, well, last week or two weeks ago, I said, whoever's playing New York. Yeah. What any New York team. All because, again – how do these teams let their whole seasons go away just because they lose their quarterback? And not just lose, but just get embarrassed week after week. For them. Although the Giants were on a two-game win streak somehow, but they did play, what, the fourth and second worst teams in the league? I think the Commanders well, are, what, fourth or fifth worst record now? And they, just, they couldn't play themselves. So Who's they your have... kicker this week? Oh, I don't know. It's not going to be group because I jinxed him into a groin injury. Who's your kicker? Let me let me look. I actually then decide randomly to pick Chase McLaughlin. Who's he kicked for? I think the Browns. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> gives me 
It'd be Young Way Q. Oh, no, Atlanta's they're going... Tampa Bay. Sorry. Okay. They're, I think they're – I don't even know they're who they're playing they're the Panthers. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, and, and at home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll <laughs> go – oh, no, I don't want to play Young Way Q because they're playing in New York. That's a, that's a weather game. I don't like that. Um, let's go Riley Patterson for the Lions. They're playing at New Orleans. So even though it's a road game, uh, it's still indoors. So yes. Riley Patterson's yeah. the call for, here. For those of you fantasy people out there who listen to anything we say this time of year, you got to check the weather because it can be yeah. drastically altering of, of outcomes of games, especially kickers. Um. All right. So before we get out of here, I wanted to tell you something. Just uh, the other night, I had a boss lady. We sat down, and I said, hey, I got a show for you to watch. See if you like it. And we are currently on episode four of The Blacklist. Oh, very good. Now yeah, I she likes you, it. She's, she's yeah, you've got to really buy into it at first. But once you do, you'll never want to stop. But it's long, dude, because it's it's 10 seasons that are – It's like 20 seasons. seasons 20, 22 episodes per 20, season. Yeah. So and they're about forty six minutes long. So you've got you got a lot of viewing ahead of you. But boy, that Raymond Reddington, he is dreamy. He's, I love him. He so is great. something else. All right. Anything else for you, sir? I think I'm pretty good, buddy. Uh it's it's, it's go time here. Two weeks left in most most leagues, the regular seasons. So right. uh, time to get after it. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Be sure to check us out. Get your bell on football podcast, Facebook, YouTube, and Spotify. Kevin, I'm out. We'll see you in a week. See ya.